Hello, and welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Online marketing expert, Lindsay Anderson, known internationally as One Click Lindsay, and her dedicated online marketing specialists at trafficandleads.com know that today's growing businesses thrive on targeted website traffic that converts into leads with just one click. Whether your business is struggling right now or your thriving business needs even more fuel for growth, you've come to the right place. So sit back and get ready to learn how to grow your business one click at a time. Please welcome your host of the Traffic and Leads podcast, One Click Lindsay. Hey everybody, it's One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com. Today I have an awesome guest. His name is Nicholas Scalis, and we met on Triber, which is something that I've been telling you all to get on. It's an amazing tool, but Nicholas and I, we do a very similar a similar thing, um, and he knows what he is doing. So I'm very interested in getting his take on a couple of things today. So let me tell you a little bit about Nicholas. He's an inbound marketing consultant out of uh, Florida, and he has worked as an inbound marketer for over six years. He holds a master's degree in public administration from Florida Atlantic University, and he has a ton of marketing certifications, including Google AdWords certification, HubSpot inbound certification, Hootsuite certified professional, and Google Analytics individual qualification. So this guy knows what is up. How's it going, Nicholas? Hey, it's going pretty well. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Sure. So Nicholas, did I miss anything in your intro? Can you tell us about yourself? And what you no, do for yeah. clients, what you can do for us today? Sure, sure. Yeah, no, that was a, a pretty good introduction. <laughs> um, yeah, so I am an inbound marketing consultant. Um, I started out with social media marketing, doing that back in 2009, when it was relatively easy to sell social media marketing services, but it was uh, a little bit more difficult to actually uh, provide the services because social media was still in that phase where it wasn't as structured and there wasn't as much of a discipline to it. So businesses would love to find someone who would do social media marketing for them. But then when it came time to actually create the strategies and implement them, you were sort of figuring it out as you go. So I gravitated from that field over to inbound marketing, which really just consists of, um, you know, social media is a part of it, but it also, it's, it's a more holistic approach that includes uh, search engine optimization, landing page optimization, lead generation, and a little bit of sales as well. So what's the difference? So for the audience members that don't really know, what's the difference between inbound marketing and outbound marketing and why as a small business owner would I prefer inbound marketing? Yeah, that's a great question. And the, the term inbound marketing was coined by HubSpot, which is one of the uh, major players in the technology space for inbound marketing tools. They offer a complete dashboard basically of inbound marketing tools that businesses can use or you can piece together your own uh, tools, depending on what your goals are. But basically, what inbound marketing means at its core is you can think of it as magnetic marketing. Instead of pushing out an, an advertising message or pushing out a sales message, you're trying to attract people like a magnet to your brand and to your product and to your service. And you do that primarily by providing a lot of great value and a, a lot of great content. So content marketing, um, you, a lot of people might have heard that term 
And some folks are a little confused. Is content marketing part of inbound? Is inbound part of content marketing? Um, and a lot of us see content marketing as a part of inbound marketing. So you really think of uh, content at the core of your inbound strategy. You want to create relevant content that's valuable to a very specific target market or persona. And then you want to pull those people in and get them into your funnel. And I know that's a lot of uh, what you talk about on, on your on your blog about getting people into the funnel and then converting those leads into sales. So that's really inbound marketing in a nutshell. Yeah. And, 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 and it definitely, it's less painful than outbound marketing. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And I think the, uh, the personas or the target audience really appreciates it because we all are uh, overwhelmed by all these ads these days on, you know, YouTube with the pre-roll ads and just television and, you know, just walking around, you, you get so many advertisements throughout the day and they're interruptions. And so what inbound marketing really tries to do is um, not interrupt the audience, instead provide value. And if people like what you're saying and they trust you, if, you, if they know, like, and trust you, basically, uh, they're much more likely to buy something from you in the future. It's true. Um, so, Tell me, so I've had clients, and I'm sure you have too, that it's like, oh, then I'll just start writing a blog and people will come. Um, there's a whole lot more to it than that. Can you kind of explain that or some other misconceptions that people have when it comes to inbound marketing? Yeah, well, having a blog is definitely at the core of an inbound marketing strategy because, like I said, content is at the core, but where does that content live? It's going to live on your blog or your website. Uh, you definitely want to own the location where that, where the main source of your content is going to live. Uh, a lot, some people might hear about medium, medium.com, which is a relatively new blogging platform, and they say, oh, you know what? I don't need a blog. I can just go blog on medium, for instance, but you don't really own or control that blog. So you, so I always recommend to my clients that they start their inbound marketing um, journey by solidifying their place on the web, whether that be a simple website um, using WordPress, which I highly recommend. If um, if anyone out there is looking for a, a really robust system to build a website, WordPress seems to be the industry standard right now. Um, and so you need to establish your blog. You need to establish your website with your own custom domain. Um, and then you need to start publishing content. But yeah, like you like you mentioned, there's a lot more to it than that. And and the promotion side of it is a whole nother animal. So if you build it, they won't necessarily just come. You know, you'd really have to have a multifaceted approach where you're producing relevant content, placing it in the right places and then promoting it through social media and then optimizing it for search engines. Yeah, it can get it can get to be a lot. Can, can you give us any tips? Like if I, if I'm just a starting out new business and I'm ready to write that content without hiring someone like you or I, what, what I would do after I post that blog, can you give us some tips? Sure. Absolutely. Well, I would say for, for businesses that are just starting out on the inbound journey, um, it's very important to first make sure you're writing the right content. Um, you don't want to just come out with content off the top of your head. You, you want to put some research into what your customers are looking for. So inbound marketing really starts with creating what are called um, buyer personas or user personas or customer avatars, but basically a snapshot of what your ideal customer or customers look like. And so you create these fictitious characters <clears throat> and you give them names and you um, you really give them a personality. And then that's the person you're, you're going to be speaking to with your content. Um, and a great source of 
uh, developing these personas is just to look at who your current customers are or who you've been selling your product to or who's most interested in your product or service at the at the present moment. And you use that to create your persona. And then from your persona, you use that to influence the type of content you create. For instance, if you're trying to target uh, a millennial audience, they might not respond to a blog post. They might want something much more visual. So the format of your content, the, um, the type of content it is, whether it be visual, text-based, whether it be a, a white paper for a Uh, an executive who's going to read 20 pages versus uh, a stay-at-home mom who's going to read, you know, who wants something that's a little more visual, a little bit more um, shareable, that's all going to influence the content you create. But to answer your question, once you've created that content, how do you get it out there? Uh, There's a lot of little growth hacks, I guess you can call. And one that I love is, is Triber. And I know, you know, you mentioned Triber. That's where we had originally connected. Triber is a great location where you can build your own tribe and you basically connect your social profiles to Triber, uh, mostly Facebook and Twitter, and you connect your your RSS feed for your blog to Triber. And then you can distribute content to people that are in your tribe. You can create your own tribe. You can join other tribes. And it's sort of a, uh, a platform where if you share someone else's content, um, they are much more likely to share your content. So it fosters a, a whole bunch of little groups that are centered around very specific related topics and it's a great source to curate content and to distribute it love it i yeah triber triber has definitely been a a a valuable resource for me and and my clients do you have any other cool websites like triber that we may not have heard about um you know i'm a big fan of just doing a lot of seo so when it comes to SEO, there's there's a whole bunch of different tactics you can use to give your content the best chances of of getting seen. Um, you know, there's there's on-site SEO, there's off-site SEO. In terms of other places, now a, a, a part of that, a part of an SEO strategy is is putting your content in other places or syndicating your content. So tying into an SEO strategy, you want to have a syndication strategy. So for instance, um, I highly recommend you publish at least some of your blog content on sites like LinkedIn or even Medium, which I just mentioned before. But the difference is you want to make sure that it's already published on your site. You want to make sure that the first place that it was published was your site and that it was indexed by Google first before you syndicate it because Google, uh, you could get penalized if you if Google deems that you have duplicate content out there, um, if you have the same content as another site. So Google usually will attribute uh, the original um whoever posted the content originally as the original source of that content or the the owner. So you want to make sure that your website, your blog is the original um, location for that content. But there's nothing wrong with syndicating it out to LinkedIn or Medium because that's where you can really get a lot of awareness and attention. For instance, with LinkedIn, by default, if you post something, uh, most uh, pretty much all of your uh, everyone you're connected to will get a notification that you published a new blog post. So that's a great way to get in front of your LinkedIn connections on a weekly basis and just remain top of mind awareness. And the same goes for a site like Medium. Mm. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like very many. So like maybe I'll have 2,000 people on LinkedIn and very few people will go and publish articles. So you're right. right. People get notifications. They'll get emails. Look what Lindsay posted this week. So it works really well. So are you saying that I post 
post a blog post, how, how, will, how will we know when Google has indexed my blog post and it is now safe to go and syndicate my content? Is that what you're saying? Right. And it's usually pretty quick. Um, you know, it used to take days, but now it, it could take just a matter of, in some cases, minutes or hours. Um, you can always do a search for your exact URL in Google to see if it's actually indexed. Um, and that's usually a good parameter. But it is important to to not overuse this technique. You don't want to syndicate, at least my, you know, there there's many different opinions on this. Mm-hmm. But some people, they syndicate everything. I personally believe that you should syndicate maybe one out of every three to five articles that you blog, that you publish on your blog, uh, just so that you're keeping your site. Your site needs to be unique in some way, because if I'm able to get the same exact content from you on your Medium channel and on your LinkedIn page, then there's really, you know, there, your actual blog loses its sense of originality. That's funny because that's exactly that's exactly what I preach too. I don't think I've ever like read an article or talked to someone about that, but that that's exactly how we do our clients as well. So apparently we all think the same. <laughs> Good to hear. <laughs> same with I'm guessing you feel the same way about like newsletters, like you'll put something extra in the newsletter or the email marketing so that people can't just go to your blog, they have a reason to sign up. Wouldn't you agree? Right. Yeah, and that brings up a great point, something that I see happen all the time especially with new new campaigns or new businesses, um, they'll post the same exact content in several different places. Um, for instance, you see it a lot with social media. You'll get the same exact Facebook post and the same exact tweet, and they'll even post it at the same exact time using an automated tool like Buffer or Hootsuite or one of those automators. Um, and so, yeah, definitely when it comes to email marketing, when it comes to social media, when it comes to the content on your site versus uh, content that's syndicated, you want to try to change it and switch it up. Um, so definitely, if you're going to send out an email to your to your audience, change it up a little bit. Maybe introduce the article in a different way and then provide a link to that article that's like a teaser that really encourages people to click through. Because when you send out a newsletter, you really want to get them to click. You want them to come back, especially if you're using retargeting or remarketing. You want them to hit your site. Um, and that's just good for your for your email stats. You want to see those clicks. You don't want to just see opens. So you don't want to necessarily give them that full article in the email if your intent is to get them to come back to your site. True. So what do you say, so my for with me and my clients, the biggest uh, stumbling block is going to be they don't want to write the content. Um, what do you say to clients or people who are like, I just, I don't know how it's, it's, I just can't since everything today is, is around content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely, I would say one of the biggest challenges for, for businesses. Uh, they just don't have the time to write content. They don't know where to start. So, you know, it usually it falls into two camps. Either they don't know what to write or they don't have the time to write it. And so for the for the folks who don't know what to write, I always say, start with the questions that you're being asked. So if you have uh, someone answering the phone at a, at a brick and mortar store, for instance, make sure that they're writing down every single question that, that gets asked, even if it's what, what hours are you open or what's on the menu or um, do you ship things internationally. It, you know, just keep a list of every single question that's getting asked of that business because that will be 
uh, great inspiration for future blog posts or, or future content. And then when it comes to the actual question of I don't have time, how do I, how do I find the time to write this content? It's important to keep in mind that it doesn't always have to be long form written blog posts. There's many different formats these days that work very well. Um, if you're selling something, you might be good just just starting with an Instagram strategy, for instance, if you're, if you're a retail shop and your product is very visual and if you are much better or more comfortable with photography than writing, that might be a good way just to sort of get out there, get your brand out there. The, people are having tremendous success with Instagram. And a few years ago saying that, that would have been crazy. Like, oh, wow, Instagram's a, a serious marketing strategy. Well, these days it could be. So there's different formats. Maybe a video is better than than writing. Maybe uh, maybe you you have a graphic designer that, that can put together infographics or create ebooks for you. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, I've even had clients who they didn't want to write the content, but they were more than happy having me or having someone else interview them. And then we would get it transcribed by a transcriptionist and we would take that content and format it into an ebook for them. So it's just a matter of pulling that content out of their heads and developing it into the content or the, the format that is most appropriate for their business. Love it. Yeah, that's that. Those are excellent points. Um, especially like when if you feel more comfortable talking or making video, then just have at it that way. It does uh, you don't have to sit down and write a two thousand word article? So. Yeah, and these days you can get stuff transcribed for like a dollar a minute. Um, so it's amazing what you can get out of a, a fifteen minute interview with a thought leader or someone who really knows an industry very well. And then you go get that transcribed, and you, there you go. You have content for at least uh, an ebook, a lead magnet, or a couple blog posts. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about lead magnets. Those are becoming a bit more tricky, at least from what I have seen, because everyone is doing it. And so, again, people are like having a blind eye to it. They're not subscribing as well as they used to. Do you have any tips or tricks on lead magnets? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm glad we get to cover that. So recently, um, as you know, I'm, I'm launching a, a podcast as well. And one of my first guests, uh, Corey Ferreira from embolden.co, he's a pretty well-known marketer. And he mentioned something that just made so much sense when it comes to lead magnets. And it, it's something that I never really thought of before. But basically what Corey was saying was that it doesn't make sense psychologically for people to give an email address to get a PDF because you don't need to do that. Like if I wanted to give someone a PDF on my website or an ebook, I could give that to them. I don't need their email address to do it. Um, and so there's a, there's a bit of friction there because the, the visitor kind of knows what's up. Like, okay, mm -hmm. you're just trying to get my email address. Eh, yeah, I don't want the, the ebook that bad because if you really wanted to give it to me, you could just give me the ebook. So, true. So, so what Corey recommends and what's been working tremendously for him is instead of doing an ebook lead magnet or a PDF, he does a free course and it's either like a five day or a seven day email course. Love it. Because you need to give your email address if you're going to participate in the course. So that's something that I'm actually transitioning to. I'm going to test it out in the weeks ahead, doing a seven day inbound marketing course instead of uh, giving away my my main lead magnet right now, that which is a a PDF, because it just makes a lot more sense. That oh yeah, if I if I want to have a you know participate in this free course, I'm obviously going to need to provide my email address. 
I totally agree. Great tip. Love it. That's exactly where I've been taking my clients as well, just because like no one is opting in with the PDF. So mm-hmm. I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, if you don't mind, can you tell us? So it seems like you're really into HubSpot and that is obviously a super effective tool. Can you kind of give us an overview of that? Why someone would sign up for that and what that's all about? Yeah, absolutely. So HubSpot is, they're sort of the the leader of the inbound revolution. They're the ones that coined the term. They're the ones that run uh, inbound.org, which is the largest community of inbound marketers. Uh, so a lot of respect is owed to HubSpot. Um, now, as for using the actual software, I do use the software for uh, a few of my clients, but for the most part, I would actually recommend that a small business doesn't jump right into HubSpot because it is a relatively expensive mm-hmm. um software. So I've always been a fan of sort of piecing together your own inbound marketing uh, dashboard or tool set or whatever you want to call it, which you can totally do because all HubSpot really is, is, you know, it's an email marketing program. It's a social media marketing program. It's a lead management system. It's a a landing page builder. It's an analytics system. And so, you know, as I say all those things, you might be thinking, oh, analytics, that's Google Analytics. Email marketing, oh, that's MailChimp or AWeber or Constant Contact. Social media, that's Hootsuite or Sprout Social or Buffer. So you can kind of piece together your own inbound marketing dashboard um, if you look at HubSpot and say, oh, that's way too much. You know, don't get uh, pushed away because you feel like, well, in order to do inbound marketing, I need to be a HubSpot customer and spend a tremendous amount of money. You don't. So HubSpot, um, you know, inbound marketing can be broken up as there's the inbound methodology, which HubSpot teaches, and then there's inbound software and inbound technology that HubSpot sells. So you don't necessarily have to have both. Um, so if if you're looking for that all-in-one solution and you don't want to piece together your own platform, definitely if it's in your budget, HubSpot's a great product. But for some of the, the smaller companies that don't have as much to spend, they might be better off sort of piecing together their own, at least in the in the beginning. That makes sense. Um, so if I'm a, so let's go back to, I am a brand new, like maybe I'm a chiropractor and I just have a, a, just a plain old website, but I'm ready to do this inbound marketing thing. Walk me through the steps. What, what, what should I do first to ge- start generating like traffic and leads ASAP? Yeah, so the first starting point is to identify who your buyer is or who your target persona or target market or avatar is. You need to come up with usually a couple, you know, maybe, maybe there's one main buyer and then there's a few others. So you want to come up with a very detailed description of who these people are. And HubSpot provides uh, frameworks you can use and templates you can use to do that. Um, And so once you have that, that's going to give you an idea of who you're selling to. So then you need to create a positioning statement, basically, that connects whatever it is that you're offering to that person. So your positioning statement is how, you know, what do you do? How do you do it? Who do you do it for? How are you better? How do you stand out? Who's the competition? That's sort of like your elevator pitch. And so once you have all that ammunition, uh, you're ready to go create some content because content, again, is going to be at the core of an inbound marketing strategy. So you need a place for that content to live. So you want to have a your website in check. And before you even send that first person to your website, you want to make sure that it's optimized. Now, what does that mean? That's a whole nother animal. You want to make sure that it's mobile responsive. You want to make sure the pages load quickly so that 
search engines can index it appropriately and, and users can actually navigate the site quickly and efficiently. You might want to do a usability test on the site so that you know things that you might have not noticed in terms of a, a user trying to navigate from one page to the next, it might be perfectly clear to them that this is not a an easy to use site. Um, so you wanna make sure your site is optimized in that sense. Um, and maybe if you're considering doing any paid advertising, uh, make sure you have retargeting scripts in place, make sure you have your analytics scripts, make sure you have your conversion code on your site so that all that backend technical stuff is taken care of. And only then it's appropriate to start creating some content. And then once you've created that content, you wanna distrib distribute it through social media, you want to maybe reach out to some other blogs or some other businesses and maybe do a, a guest post on the on those sites and maybe invite them to do a guest post early on to sort of build up those connections so you can get your content out there in more places. Because it really, it, it comes down to initially, you want to get attention from your target market. You want them to notice what you're doing and give you some attention because attention is currency right now. It's it's so important to be able to get attention because it's so rare with all the noise that's going on. Once you have that attention, you want to get someone's intention. What is uh, what is their intent? Is this a qualified lead? Is this someone who's just kicking the tires? Is this someone who um, doesn't really care about what I'm offering? So after you get the intention, you you want to build up trust because again, people buy from those they know, like, and trust. Um, and so once you have someone's trust, it's a lot easier to go in and, and make that sale, but you don't want to make the sale too quickly. So that's where the content comes in and, and nurturing that lead over time is important because inbound is not an overnight process. It definitely takes a uh, a good while to get get it up and going. Yeah, would you say that before you start generating content and doing all this that you also have your your lead magnet and all of that in place or do you do those at the same time? When do we oh, do yeah. that? Oh yeah. Yeah, so so I see the the lead magnet creation as part of the content creation process. I see. So it would come, you know, after you have your your site architecture up and running after you have all your social platforms built out. So if you're going to be on Facebook and Twitter, you want to make sure that those platforms are at least up and running and optimized and they look good and they're ready to go. Um, and then part of that content creation process will be what's your main call to action? What's your main offer? What's your lead magnet? What format are, is it in? Maybe you'll have multiple lead magnets. So definitely that's something you want to take into account. And then you'll have your, your short form content, your blog posts, your, uh, visual content, videos, whatever it is that uh, that you might be producing. So that would all be part of that that content creation process. That makes sense. So what are the so I do all of that um, and I get it all set up and I'm I'm blogging and I'm doing well. What are the what are the major roadblocks that maybe you or your clients have run into? So I I think there's a few. Um, number one, clients or or businesses they give up too quickly um, with inbound marketing. It's not like traditional uh, paid advertising where you could put in a certain amount of effort or put in a certain amount of dollars and see results right away. Um, so it definitely, you have to stick with it. And it's very frustrating for, you know, those first couple months maybe, or even three to six months where you're producing all this content and you might be getting traffic and you might even be getting leads, but you're not really getting any sales from it. So you just have to stick through. Um, and I've seen clients that have been really frustrated for those first three to six months and then all of a sudden, wow, 
they all this social equity they built up and all this content really started paying off for them, especially with with their organic search results because it takes a while to really build up those those search engine rankings. So sticking with it, I think, is number one. You know, so the number one issue is giving up too soon. Um, and number two, it's writing content for themselves rather than for their target audience. So people don't want to hear about your business and what you're doing and your product. They want to hear about how you can help them. So I always recommend that you try to target your content based on the the needs of your audience and try to provide value to them rather than tell us, um, you know, how great you are or, or what new uh, software update you came up with. And unfortunately, I see real real estate agents do this all the time where they'll share listings um, and people don't really want to see real estate listings on social media. They want to see the top 10 reasons why I should move to Boca Raton, Florida, or why I, you know, what I need to know if I'm thinking about selling my home, that's something that can help someone rather than just see listing after listing. Very true. Um, so how do you, how do you get your customers to not give up? What's your, how do you do that? Um, that, that's, <laughs> what's your advice? That's the tough part. That's the tough part. So you, you have to just stick with it. Um, I always try to be as upfront as possible. And also I, I will say this, that some people think that inbound marketing or inbound marketers are totally against paid advertising, and we're not. Um, we just don't like uh, the the type of advertising that, in the traditional sense, interrupts people. So what I've always recommended is that if a client can afford it, if you have a budget for it, it's a smart idea to run a paid advertising campaign from the start along with your inbound marketing, content marketing campaign. Because that way you're going to get that initial burst of leads and the initial activity that you're, you're paying for basically, maybe doing Facebook ads or doing uh, Google AdWords. So these are relevant ads. These aren't ads that are interrupting people. These are you know, something in someone's newsfeed because they're targeted uh, so specifically that, that there's a good chance that they want to see whatever it is in that post, or it's something that they're searching for on Google, and then they see a, an ad related to that product or service. So in order to get results right away, it might be a good idea to run a paid advertising campaign uh, in conjunction with your uh, content marketing campaign. Excellent. Excellent point. That'll get you um, what you're looking for quicker. Mm-hmm. So um, so do you have any other, so before I let you go, I want to be uh, respectful of your time. Do you have any other secret tips or tricks you can give us about how to generate more traffic to your website? Yeah. So I would say it, it's important to stay on the cutting edge. Um, you know, I feel like I'm a little bit late to the game with, with podcasting because I'm just getting into podcasting, launching my podcast uh, this month. And you know, if I would have done this a year ago or even, you know, six months ago, it would have been easier because there's, it was less crowded. So there's an old expression from Gary Vaynerchuk, who's pretty well known um, among marketers. He's a business consultant, sort of. He runs an agency, a uh, really smart guy, he has great, great videos on YouTube. And he basically says, marketers ruin everything. Sure. So everything that we're talking about uh, from lead magnets to you know, all the different ways we're getting traffic to, for instance, LinkedIn, like right now, yeah, it works. If you syndicate your content through LinkedIn, you'll get that attention. But in three to six months from now, probably not because so many marketers will be doing it that they'll basically have ruined that entire process. So marketers ruin everything. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's going to, nothing that we're talking about today is going to work for sure a year from now. Um, We don't know that. So you need to stay on the cutting edge. So right now what's hot is, uh, you know, podcasting is making that comeback. 
but definitely live streaming. So uh, Blab and Periscope and Meerkat. So all of those things that are pretty new, that's what marketers should be checking out now so that they're ahead of the curve. Even Instagram is still kind of new when it comes to marketing, um, but much more new is is live streaming. So I would say keep a pulse, uh, uh, keep up on the uh, on what's new in marketing, what's new in social media, because it's changing so quickly. Try to jump on that or at least test it out so that you can try to evaluate it for as a new as a new lead source or a new traffic source. Good. Good point. Okay, well, before I let you go, can you tell people how to contact you and throw in the name of your podcast and tell us a little bit about that before I let you go? Awesome. Yeah, sure. So my uh, website is earnworthy.com. That's E-A-R-N-W-O-R-T-H-Y.com. And you'll find inbound marketing tips and tricks. And I try to focus on sharing the best inbound marketing tools. Uh, and I blog on there. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm pretty active on Twitter. So it's... Uh, N Scalise, my first initial and last name. So that's N-S-C-A-L-I-C-E. So feel free to connect with me on Twitter. And last but not least, yeah, I have a, a brand new podcast all about inbound marketing tools. And it's called Inbound Unboxed. And you can check it out at inboundunboxed.com. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Nicholas, for all the tips and uh, being on the Traffic and Leads podcast. Awesome. It's, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast featuring online marketing expert One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.